and welcome to Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week gives you a chance to hear about things happening in our area and a chance to hear from some of the people making news or covering it. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. For fans like me, it is the longest part of the year when there is no football. Mm. Uh, football is coming back. Actually, starting tonight, the first NFL preseason game is tonight. It's the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, uh, with the Jacksonville versus Las Vegas. Later this month, college football gets underway. Normally, this time of year, we, uh, well, in the past, this time of year, we would have uh, spoken with uh, the voice of the Florida State Seminoles, whose games you can hear every weekend right here on Talk Radio 96.7. But uh, Gene has uh, retired, Mm. which means somebody else needs to do that job. So let me introduce you to the new voice of Florida State football and uh, believe men's basketball as well. It is Jeff Colhane. Jeff, good morning. Well, good morning. Great to be on with you guys on Polk County Live. And hello to Lori Ann and Nick as Hi. well, and the Seminole fans in the Lakeland area. How's everybody doing today? Woohoo. Good, yeah. Doing well. Uh, doing well. Congratulations. Uh, oh, yeah. Congratulations on, on the gig. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you were doing prior to this. Well, you know, I've been I've been in radio uh, for for quite a long time, and been in sports radio for a while as well. I've I've bounced around a few different places, and uh, but previously, previous uh, spot before coming to Tallahassee and to Florida State for the last six years, I had been the uh, play-by-play voice at North Dakota State and Fargo, North Dakota, uh, around their great athletics programs, and also the program director of a, of a new, uh, brand-new radio station there we developed from the ground up. It's called Bison 1660. That was the flagship affiliate of NDSU Athletics. But uh, stops before that in Morgantown, West Virginia, Lincoln, Nebraska, with both of those uh, schools' radio networks. And so I've done the, the crisscross thing around the country a few times, and, man, I'm fired up to be uh, – be in Tallahassee and be a part of the Noel family, that's for sure. Well, we're very ex- excited to meet you. And, in fact, uh, you had a run-in, I believe, with uh, the former voice of the Seminoles, Gene Deckerhoff, uh, when you were in uh, Nebraska. Is that right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, thanks for asking. It's a great story. And, and part of what is kind of over the years, the last decade plus, uh, in, in my own way, connecting me to Florida State. Um, you know, the, the goal for, for a play-by-play guy is to be at a place where uh, the passion is palpable, yeah. uh, the fan base is rabid, and, you know, for, for me, it, Florida State has always been a blue-blood program, watching the great Bobby Bowden teams of the 80s and the 90s, certainly, but you know, I had Gene on my show, I uh, had a three-hour sports talk show on our, our statewide radio network in Nebraska, and he told me a story about, you know, how his relationship with Bobby Bowden and and how those two connected so well and what Coach Bowden meant to him. And uh, I think they were, you know, having a, a, a trim boil or a crab boil one night, one summer, having some cool drinks in the water. And it just it stuck with me that obviously I knew Florida State was as good as it gets when it comes to uh, certainly college football and all things college athletics. But at that point, it clicked with me that it was a place about relationships 
and connecting with people, helping people out in so many ways. And, and from that point on, over a decade ago, uh, Florida State stuck with me in, in a ton of ways. And um, it's, it's weird how things come together uh, at a later time in your life. It, it is. It's uh, serendipitous, isn't it? Uh, so yes. uh, Jeff Colhane is the new voice of the Florida State Seminoles. You can hear him every weekend right here on Talk Radio 96.7 with the Florida State Seminoles football. Uh, I believe, uh, Jeff, that you uh, have a new addition to your family recently as well. Oh. Yeah, we, we do. And thanks for bringing that up also, Len. It's, uh, we decided to rip off every life changing moment in our in our <laughs> lives for our family all at once all the same so, time all at the same time Lorianne. i mean oh my goodness my wife is an absolute rock star her name is sarah and uh she uh, she will be coming down with my family here soon but yeah so uh, i was announced officially june 20th as the next play-by-play announcer for florida state and then we uh she i didn't do anything uh she i was just there uh, yeah um she had our second child, uh, second boy in our family. His name is Everett. Everett James. Aww. Call him EJ. There you he go. Was born on June 23rd. So that was a big week. Awesome. Paul Haynes. Wow. And um, uh, I have a, an older son named Alexander. He's three. Aww. He's already getting the war chant down and, and uh, <laughs> you know, doing that around the house. But I can't wait for them to join me here in a few weeks in Tallahassee and, and to have my family all together uh, here uh, in Florida once again. Well, congratulations on the new addition. Yeah. Thank That's you awesome. very much. Very excited. Yes. yes. Very excited. Aww. And we're uh, very excited uh, to uh, talk to you today, uh, Jeff. When is the first game uh, that you'll be calling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming up. Can't get here soon enough. I still have plenty of work to do. There, there's no question. But cannot get here soon enough. August 27th. Oh, wow. um, the the folks uh, around Polk County will hear Seminole football a little bit earlier than normal this year. It's going to be the the earliest home game on the schedule oh. in uh, in Florida State football history on August 27th. They played games before this date, uh, obviously, but out of Tallahassee, away from Bill Campbell Stadium. So make sure you hydrate a little bit, everybody yeah. out there, if you're going the game. I know that I know that we're going to have a couple beverages at the tailgate lots, uh, but make sure you you, you, you know, sneak in a water uh, as well every once in a while and bring the sunscreen. But, yeah, Duquesne, the Duquesne Dukes come to town August 27th out of the FCS. You know, they have a fine program themselves. They've had some really, really good years the last couple of seasons. And last year they beat the Ohio Bobcats uh, in Athens, Ohio, on the road for their first-ever FBS win. Mm. Uh, but I know in the opener, uh, Mike Norvell is going to have these guys ready to go. It's been fun to be around this team in fall camp, uh, guys. And uh, this is a team that's hungry to take that next step forward, that next step back to the high level of excellence that's expected at Florida State University. Yeah, I was going to ask you, of course, a disappointing 5-7 and seven, uh, year last year. Uh, for Florida State, and uh, I wondered if you had talked with Coach Norvell about uh, the outlook for this year yet. Absolutely. You know, um, we've we've started a podcast up here uh, called Behind the Mic, which uh, you can uh, try and uh, you can find all your streaming platforms. And had Coach on our first one on Tuesday, just a couple of days ago. And you know, I, I tell you what, what an impressive individual, what a, an extremely intelligent man, not just in football, but in life period. And mm. the culture that he is continuing to instill at Florida State is is a big deal. And, 
And, you know, I, guys, I was lucky in my previous stop at North Dakota State that, you know, they're at a different level of, of college football in the FCS. But right, but they're one they of the best teams national, in FCS, yeah. though. Yeah. Yes, and I, and I would, yeah, they're, they're tremendous. They won nine of the last 11 national championships in the FCS, and I was yeah. a, you know, lucky to be a part of four of those nice. that wow. they won. And so, you know, when you're around great, not just great teams, but great organizations, you have great, you know, people want to come to work, people want to be around each other and and want to want to see each other succeed. And that sounds simple, but it's something that has to be developed, and the message has to be developed in so many ways. And I, I feel that right now with Mike Norvell and his players and his coaching staff. And am I telling you today that this is going to be a 12-0 football team and playing for a national <laughs> title or in the college football playoff? I, I am not predicting that. So uh, I'm not going there, although I, I would love to see it. Seminole fans um, would love to see that, I was going to say. Yes, exactly. But – there's there's a there's a unique feel there's a great feel in that building and there's a you know to steal a line from Ted Lasso if you're a Ted Lasso fan there's there's a little there's belief right now about what's going on and and what is happening and so it's an exciting time to be around and it's an exciting time to see what the next steps forward all are in Mike Norvell in his third season. Yeah, wow. it should be it should be great, and um, we're speaking uh, with Jeff Cohane. He is the new voice of the Florida State Seminoles, and uh, you can hear him call his first game for Florida State on the 27th of August, right here on Talk Radio 96.7. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for checking in with us this morning. Good luck to you, and uh, we hope to talk to you again in the future. Glad appreciate it, Lori and Nick. I hope we talk again uh, very soon. And we're talking a lot about uh, a lot of wins uh, oh, yeah. for, uh, for the Seminoles. So Sounds thanks good. for having me on. Yes, sir. And uh, go Knowles. Well, Have a great morning, everybody. <laughs> no, and let me say this you before too. you run off, too, Jeff. Uh, you know, here where we are, uh, geographically country. in the state, yeah. we have uh, families who are divided. Yes. Uh, we, have, uh, we have uh, <laughs> husbands who are uh, Florida uh, State fans, yep. wives who are Gator fans. Yep. Uh, and vice versa. <laughs> or vice versa. And it can lead to some problems sometimes. <laughs> what uh, would you say to uh, those people? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, garnet and gold in a wardrobe to me looks so much better than blue and orange. Ooh. That's all I'll say. So, uh, that's where I'll He's start. contractually obligated to I say know, that. I know, I <laughs> know. Appreciate you, Jeff. Very nice to talk to you, and uh, have a great day and a great season. Thank you, guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. All right, and we'll be listening uh, right here on Talk Radio 96.7, Florida State Seminoles football every weekend uh, this fall, starting uh, August 27th. This program was pre-recorded and may not reflect the most current information available. And joining us on the program right now from the beautiful campus of Florida Southern College, Dr. Bruce Anderson is here. Dr. Bruce. Good morning. Hello. Uh, something happened uh, last night, as a matter of fact. Yes, indeed. The uh, the chamber chamber of commerce right, right up your Lincoln. alley. Yes. Well, you know, I to be honest, I don't I don't ordinarily go to these things. Mm. I mean, I I do know you know a, a lot of the people that are running for office and so on, but I I rarely go. And in the last two years, we haven't really had them. Right. For obvious reasons, with the pandemic and stuff. So, yeah. the chamber had a um, had a had a political gathering last night. All the candidates for office. In, uh, in in Lakeland, anyway, and I think a lot in Polk. We had school board candidates. There were candidates for commission. Um, let me think. 
uh, all the obvious sort of, you know, the state house, state senate. Mm. Uh, I think Kelly actually sent a representative because she was busy over in Haines City, Haines City or Plant City, one of the two, where she had another gathering that was very similar. So there are a lot of these popping up all over the place. And um, last night's was really a lot of fun, to tell you the truth. Um, one of the things that I think has happened over the last two years is that we have reduced politics to the ugliness that we hear on the national scene. You know, we all we get is like this negative, you know, anti-this, anti-that, you know, screaming and yelling and ranting. And it was really refreshing to go and see people that are basically my neighbors, you know, that are contesting office against each other, speaking together in civil tones and and being reasonable and uh, and talking about what they would do when they get there. It's all about solutions. It was uh, it was really encouraging. So I would I would say if you have an opportunity to go to one of these, please do. Um, and we've actually even talked about this before that th- these are these local races. These are the ones that uh, are going to have the greatest impact on exactly, your life. Exactly. Exactly. Than is, anything. Yes. These are the folks that are responsible in a literal sense. If you live out in the county, for example, uh, for your garbage pickup. Right. Uh, They have to do with things like the road diet. You know, Mm -hmm. they have to do with things like getting money into Polk County from Tallahassee to do critical things here. Right. Um, And and, and, and all that is so important. You know, does it really matter, you know, what Joe Biden's foreign policy is with Azerbaijan? I mean, yeah, it probably does on some level, on some theoretical level. But, you know, I don't wake up in the morning worrying about things like that. Mm. I wake up in the morning worrying about things like electric bills. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but yeah. yes. wow, oh, yeah. Yeah. totally. Yeah. That. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and, you know, yeah. we need to elect people that are going to be solution oriented. And, and, you know, I don't I honestly don't care about party at this level. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to be a pretty red area and a lot of the candidates are Republicans. And so I found myself voting for both Republicans and Democrats on my ballot. So. So did they participated in the straw poll? No, I didn't because no. I'd already actually participated in the real poll. Oh, okay. So ah, I did yeah. uh, vote by mail. So, okay. yeah, yeah. A which lot is, of which is available voted. to you now. Um, early voting starts Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the 13th, in Polk 13th County. through the 20th. 20th. According we to the website. Uh, now, I saw it printed with a different date for the end date, uh, but that was the day of the general election, and I don't think. The early voting lasts up until the no, day. No, it doesn't. Not and generally, um, you know, just go to uh, Lori Edwards' site. Yeah. And, you know, supervisor know of elections. she is. So, yeah. you know, uh, another good example of we have a lot of local politicians that are firmly ensconced in office that are actually pretty darn good. Lori is one of them. Joe Tatter is another. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some, you know, where, where, where do you live that like one of the most popular politicians is your tax collector? Yeah. Yeah, what the great. heck is that about? He's <laughs> great, though. Yeah. I, I mean, and Stacey Butterfield, the clerk, you know. There you go. They're all very popular. There you go. They're doing a great job. Absolutely. And um, we're electing judges this time, mm-hmm. by the way, and yep. make yourself aware of who these folks yes. are. Talk to people like Lori, who, yep. who actually has contact with, with the judges, if you want to know. Who's going to be fair? Who's going to be crazy? Who's going to be yeah. et cetera, et cetera? Uh, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. because well, we have had in the past in Polk County people elected um, because we didn't know who they were. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, but if you don't know who the candidates are, then please don't vote in those races because you know you could you could be casting a ballot for somebody that you really don't like and That's don't true. and don't know. Mm-hmm. So educate yourselves. But it was it was really refreshing, especially after, you know, kind of the 
the the screaming and yelling going on between the Biden folks and the and the Trump folks and everything yesterday. I you know I, yeah. the level of rhetoric here has really reached an absurd level, and mm. you know I mean. I, I get it, but I don't get it. You're right about educating yourself, and that's well, why these events are so good. It was so nice to go and mm-hmm. see people. One of the things that I think we forget is just how hard this job is for these people. This is a thankless task, folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what your fan mail looks like, Len, but, you know, the fan <laughs> mail these guys get, these folks get, is insanely bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only hear from people when they're when they're upset about something. That's generally um, how it happens with us. And you know, think about <laughs> doing it. They are poorly That's... paid, they're very poorly paid if they're in the legislature. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh. the poor pay is only matched by the uh, level at which they are not appreciated by everyone. Uh, they constantly have to fight to stay in there and try to. This is public service today. Mm. And, you know, we owe them at least, you know, a nod of respect here for having to for having somebody that will do this job. You know, yeah, this and, is and for a lot of them, they have a, another full time job. Yes. And this exactly. is a, a, supposed to be a part time job, but mm-hmm. it takes up almost as much time as their full time job. Well, I spoke to a candidate yesterday who this would be their first time in office and they were working or from eight o'clock in the morning until five for sure, usually something after dinner and then 10 hours every Saturday mm. and uh, then wow. Sunday afternoon. Wow. And that's just to get elected. Wow. So, you know, th- th- this is hard work and we don't appreciate them the way that we should. Um, but I th- like I say, a little nod out there to the folks that are running for office and that have the guts to get out there and run for office these right. days. And, and, and hopefully they're running for the right reasons that they want to be of service to their community. So. I think the vast majority are. I Hope, think you've got one or I two. I think most of them are. Yes. That, you know, you, you wonder, but <laughs> you wonder. but uh, but the vast majority of these folks are people that are dedicated public servants of one sort or another. Good morning. You're on Polk County Live. Who's this? It's Flash. Listen, I want to let Doctor Bruce know that even though I may not always politically agree with him, he's got common sense and and brings up these important points that, that about real people doing real jobs, but with all due respect, when you have over 90% of all Republican federal lawmakers refuse to obey the plank in their platform that has to do with prohibition against student loan origination, and then you have about 85% of all Democrat lawmakers refuse to obey the plank in their platform Mm -hmm. about the the bankruptcy for student loans, no matter what you think of student loans or loan originations with my tax dollars to whatnot, why aren't you saying something about these hypocrites? And why aren't you acknowledging? <laughs> well, I, you well know, I'll, I'll tell you because it's not top of the mind for most people. And and, uh, because and remember, it's these not, are independent actors. Right. These are these are people that you know the the party platforms. I used to have my students read these once in a while, um, but I don't even do that anymore because their connection to individual platforms and individual agendas is so loose. So. You know, don't expect things that are. Yeah, I think there's so much fracturing within parties where, Mm -hmm. you know, a a platform that's supposed to uh, represent the whole party doesn't really work. Right. Well, and I think that's good. I think that, you know, having people that diverge from their their party's central tendency, I think, is always good. I want to elect an individual. I don't want to elect just a functionary from. There you go. Len and Nick and Laurieann here with Dr. Bruce Anderson.
Dr. Roos, doing okay? Everything Hanging all right? In there. Hanging in there. We've got a little while before school starts. When does it uh, start up? Because uh, you know, public school starts today. Is when when our when our actual first day of classes is. But okay. of course, we're we're very busy between now and then. Oh yeah, and then got, yeah. got the kids got to move in and all kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. Well, the RAs move in this weekend, I think. Uh, the athletes are some of them are already there. Volleyball is there. Basketball, I think, is there. And you know, the uh, the fall sports. Um, so we've got a pretty good crowd over there. You know, we're 100% residential at Florida Southern, and I've never been happier than to discover how little our people are paying considering what they would be paying in rent mm. in Lakeland. Yeah. Um, you know, it, we think of the residential thing sometimes as a drawback in a way because it means that they need to live on property. But right now it is saving them thousands of dollars this yeah. year. Um, that may change in the future, but for right now, it's a, a really good choice. But they're all going to be on campus, and of course, we all go out. We go out and help them move things. We we don't have to move refrigerators anymore, which I think is really cool. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Kerr put, she saw she she comes out and helps with this stuff, and she saw people dragging these refrigerators up three floors and things. She goes, "Why in the world are we doing that? Why don't we already have refrigerators yeah. in our rooms?" <laughs> like, that's that was oh, smart. Look at that. That was oh. smart. Now, has it always been like that, <laughs> that with like smart. the all the students live on campus? It has been for the, as long as I've been here. Okay. You know, we I, started out by encouraging it, and then we then we made it a uh, um, a, a rule. Okay. I remember when I was in college, yeah. it was cheap. It was sometimes cheaper to live off of campus, but. That was in a different state also. So right. I didn't know if that was a new Well, circum a new circumstances thing. may be different elsewhere. But here, you know, having them on our campus is an experiential campus, which means that we do a lot of things hands-on and get your hands dirty and all that sort of thing. And they need to be in groups. They need to be with their, their colleagues. And, you know, it builds okay. a really good community to have people on campus. It's not as though they can't leave. I mean, they do. Oh, no, I just, I didn't know if, yeah, they have to yeah. live on campus. Yeah. I just didn't know if, like, living on campus was a new development versus, mm -hmm. like, well, it's a school has thing always been because, like that. You know, I think it's always been like that. Uh, well, I mean, as long as I've been here. A lot of schools, uh, like USF, for example, have a lot more uh, students commute to class than live on campus. Yeah. Yeah, I was a commuter. So, but there's... 40,000 students at yeah. USF. Well, so. we're, we're on the leading edge of this yeah. thing. I was reading in Inside Higher Ed that a lot of state schools are, are frantically building housing for students yeah. mm. because the if you're in New York City, for example, at NYU or something, yeah. you know, or Columbia, the, the the rents are, you know, six $7,000 a month. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, you know, you've got to do something. Good morning. You're on Polk County Live. Who's this? Good morning, Lynn. It's Brian. How are you doing? Hey, Brian. I uh, just wanted to mention uh, something about the event last night. I did run into uh, Dr. Anderson as, as uh, well as Barry Friedman. And uh, first of all, it's been a while since I've listened. I've been listening to music in the mornings, and they've got me convinced now. I need to, like, uh, get back on and start <laughs> listening in. But, I, you know, I thought the event was great last night. I will say, you know, Dr. Anderson was talking about um, how refreshing it is to hear kind of local politicians. I think for the most part that's true. I was very disappointed that, um, you know, that Ron DeSantis, uh, you know, gave his support behind one of our potential school board members. Um, and and I, I hate to see that infusion um, into our supposed to be nonpartisan uh, school board election. So I, I was disappointed to see that on the part of Ron DeSantis. But the other thing I think is th there is some rhetoric, unfortunately, on the local level, on the school board side. And 
Um, you know, the incumbents who I might normally not align with politically as a libertarian are getting my support simply because there's been so much rhetoric hmm. by the challengers, um, you know, in, in the race that does not have uh, an incumbent. You know, Justin Sharpless is running, and, and he's kind of a conservative guy, really bright, and, and has lots of great experience, and he's kind of distanced himself from the rhetoric. But yeah. you've got other challengers who are spitting rhetoric about critical race theory and banning books and like all this other mm-hmm. stuff that is kind of really, really far out there. Um, and, and some of them are, are important topics, but it's kind of an under, you know, it's, it's an overstatement on the part of those candidates to say that um, these national narratives that we're seeing in headlines really are happening right here in Polk. So yeah, unfortunately, kind of that's something down to this by. level, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm Absolutely. not sure how responsive, you know, people in Lakeland are to those kinds of arguments, though. Um, you know, one yeah. of the things that I saw last night was, you know, people that started on a rant, you know, along those lines were largely ignored. I think, you know, people wanted to see what are you going to do about my kids and what's it going to be like, you know, when they when they get into the classroom and, and that kind of thing. Um and so, like you say, picking up the national narrative is often not, you know, not all that productive for a candidate. Um, but, you know, rhetoric is part of politics, and there it is. And I have to say, Brian, you know, I admired you guys, uh, you guys' polo shirts. The libertarians have polo <laughs> shirts now. They do. And that, that, that means that they're a threat. So, That's right. you know, Democrats level. and Republicans, beware. The libertarians are coming for you in their golf shirts. So. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were awesome. They were awesome. Appreciate I the one. call, and thanks for listening. Yes, definitely. Hang right. in there, Brian. All right. Uh, Dr. Bruce Anderson is our guest, and uh, you can uh, check him out uh, every Sunday. It's a column in the ledger, in the uh, editorial section. And the only editorial section now. Yes. Um, Ledger, Ledger has, has moved to uh, other things. Uh, yeah. We'll Have a great week. Everybody. Thanks, Dr. Bruce. <laughs> you bet. Who's that? Wait. No clue? Oh, no, I know who it is. Uh, Moody Blues. It is. And I always figured there's some kind of drug reference, but I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what it is. Barry Friedman is here, uh, founder and editor-in-chief of LakelandNow.com. Yes, it is Ride My Seesaw. I think think every song from the 70s has a drum reference. (laughs) Especially the Moody Blues. (laughs) (laughs) Do they fall into that prog rock uh, uh, category? Yeah, they kind of did. They were kind of one of the first ones, though. Yeah, I think so, too. If you ever listen to their first single, single, Go Now, it was really more of an R&B. They really went crazy when the Mellotrons came out and went deep into the, uh, you know, I guess the beginnings of prog rock. Mm. Anyway, congratulations on both 10 years and becoming Polk County Live. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Does that mean we can't commit mayhem anymore? (laughs) Well, I mean... (laughs) Sometimes it happens okay. spontaneously. I think I've probably mentioned before that the first time I came on a predecessor show, it wasn't predecessor, it was the original Mayhem with a different crew. Yes. It really was Mayhem. <laughs> oh, wow. They said words I didn't think he could say on the radio. Uh, oh, no, that's my. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they put a stop to that. I, I imagine they did. Mm. Yeah, anyway. So go now, you said? Go now. Yeah, yeah we the, don't have that. We have a question. Yeah. Ride my seesaw, the story in your eyes, nights in white satin, of yeah, course. That's that's I'm just yeah. a singer in a rock and roll band, and Tuesday afternoon. That's all after they 
discovered the Mellotron and yeah. probably discovered some drugs, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Beatles check, sound uh, kind of changed well, uh, after true. that happened, too. That's so. true. To check out Go Now. It's a totally different sound. It's probably from about 66, I'm thinking, and uh, just a real kind of R&B kind of sound. Okay. Anyway, had several... Uh, local news stories I was planning to talk about today, and the one that I was going to talk about last seemed the most interesting, so I think I'll talk about it first. Okay. And that is, uh, in, that some is ways in some ways it's a sad story, but it's kind of uplifting at the same time, and that is that we, we found out last week that uh, Doc Dockery uh, died last Monday afternoon. Right. Doc was 89 years old, very uh, big in Republican politics. He was sort of the original Republican sort of behind-the-scenes person in Polk County. But not really an office holder, though. He was he, more of a supporter. Exactly. He was on the school board. I right. think he was appointed I think by, that's the only, the by only, Claude uh, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, the only uh, office that he held uh, was the school board. Exactly. Yeah. He, he grew up poor in rural North Carolina, grew up on a tobacco farm. He was uh, really a self-made man. He was in the military. This is going to sound familiar. He was a military journalist. Oh. Got out of the service, went to Florida Southern College to enroll in uh, journalism school, wow. got a degree. And became an editor of a couple of trade organization magazines and then became executive directors of at least one of those groups. And that's kind of where he started getting involved in politics because that involved lobbying and he met Claude Kirk and decided he liked him. Claude, of course, was uh, the first Republican governor of Florida in, in probably a century. I don't know exactly how long, but he became governor, what, about 59, I think, 5960. Anyway, uh, uh he was appointed to the school board like we talked about. He became advisor to Republican governors, starting with Bob Martinez. Barry Friedman, he is the founder and editor-in-chief of LakelandNow.com. Barry, thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us, as you always do every Monday. It was fun. Thank you. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next Sunday for Polk County This Week. Polk County This Week is a public affairs presentation of Hall Communications.